senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. I'm not normally a praying man, but if you're up there, please save me, Superman! Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. Hi, welcome to the Crisis on Infinite Midlife's podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. God, just such glee. That's like all the glee you've been able to put together all goddamn day, every Sunday, in like just one <laughs> introduction. And today I had to overcome the event horizon of the very large lunch that you were so kind to purchase us at Five Guys. Well, <laughs> it had to be done because... <laughs> Uh, I'll warn you right now, this is going to be a, a probably shorter than usual show because we are in the throes of final preparation for heading out to San Diego Comic-Con. We're leaving Tuesday day after morning. tomorrow. At, yeah, an at un- the crack of unholy. An ungodly <laughs> fucking hour. Like literally two hours after beer o'clock. It's yeah. just a terrible... It, 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 it's not good. Yeah, the, the flight is... At 7 a.m., and we're somehow going to get there before we left with the time shift. I don't even know how it's going to work. Magic. Yeah, no, it doesn't feel like magic when you land and you've been up for like nine hours. And, okay, I can have breakfast now. (laughs) And it's four hours before you can check into the hotel and you're carrying 400 pounds of professional gear and clothing. We're going to the land of the magical breakfast burrito, though, so it's okay. It's like lunch and breakfast. That's true. Without without the, the baggage and... A feetness of brunch. <laughs> a feetness? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Brunch, now for dilettantes. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, clearly the fatigue hysteria is already settling in for this year's I'm already Comic-Con. on West Coast time. <laughs> yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, and part of the problem is you always, this is our ninth uh, San Diego Comic-Con in a row, and it doesn't matter how well you think you've prepared and gotten stuff ahead of time. There's always that couple of days ahead of time there's oh there's still some shit i gotta do uh, i have to check the air conditioner and i have to change the filters because we can't have that going wrong because now there's a cat and he'll die and nobody wants that no and i no. get to see oh i'll let the filter go for another week and the air conditioning will punt and it's supposed to be another goddamn heat wave here in boston next week we can't do that to the little guy so i it, don't want to come back to that frankly yeah so <laughs> i got up it, it's sunday i got up at 7 a.m and the last time i got up at 7 a.m on a sunday was I think I was 17, and the girl was poking me going, I think my parents came home. Jesus. So, <laughs> and it, it, yeah, just it put stuff away and you know, waterproof the luggage. And what the hell else did I do today? It's yeah, I did the uh, air conditioning. Yeah, do laundry, you know, because all the cool novelty T-shirts are <laughs> were all filthy. And you, you, you got to represent when you go to Comic-Con. Although I have to say, I, uh, today, just because it was clean, I threw on... Uh, my grammar Dalek uh, T-shirt, uh, yes, which is with, a Dalek that uh, insists it should be Doctor Whom. Yeah, with a giant caption, I think you mean Doctor Whom. And I, I got shout-outs from like two people we ran into randomly, so I'm already beginning to feel ramped up for the well, con. And we're going to need to do more laundry, so we'll make sure that's ready to go. And, and, and we'll, we'll get to some more tips on how to prepare for this ungodly marathon of utter geekdom that... Spoiler, hand sanitizer. We never remember the hand sanitizer. <laughs> but also, I refuse to fucking touch anybody, so... This is true. I've only gotten the con scunge once, <laughs> and it was not a pleasant experience, but generally, generally we do all right. Yes. But yeah, there is some stuff that we've learned about Comic-Con that in the second segment of the show we'll talk about if you're planning to attend, if it's your first time there. 
because God knows our first time there, we didn't know shit. We it was I think it was before Yelp existed. No, Yelp existed. We just didn't necessarily act on everything that we found because we didn't know the layout. Well, we didn't act on anything we found because I think we ate at breakfast and dinner <laughs> at the hotel <laughs> every much. night. And we made the mistake again. We're good with the spoilers. We made the mistake of eating at the convention center. Yeah, which times. is an excellent way to spend $94 for salmonella <laughs> and the dribbling shits. Nobody yeah, wants you want to that. avoid the con scunge, don't eat at the convention center. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll prevent you from dying, but at what cost? You, you'll welcome the sweet release of death after a couple of slices of that, air quotes, pizza. But Sweet release of death, that's in the running. <laughs> okay, oh, we're already looking for a title. <laughs> So yeah, it's a we're just we're kind of fried. We've been running around all day, and we've got a bunch more stuff to do tomorrow before we can go. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about the convention stuff, you know, in, in a, a bit. in a little bit, and you can learn a little bit from our terrible mistakes. This is the only vacation you can take where I need to take another week's vacation afterwards to recover from my fucking vacation. Yes, it's brutalizing if awesome, but that is not the big comics news of the week. The big comics news of the week was everybody is freaked out because Marvel announced via a couple of different avenues that in the coming weeks, uh, Thor will lose Mjolnir and uh, be replaced by a female version that I think everybody is anticipating will be his sister that was just revealed in Original Sin. Yeah. Although some people are saying maybe Angela, but she's got a good gig with Guardians of the Galaxy. With the movie coming out, that's really the book you want to be in Really more likely, yeah. Um, And Captain America, who... Lost his powers in the last issue of Captain America. Yep. Will be replaced by Sam Wilson, the Falcon. So a couple of the big characters from Marvel are being replaced by a woman and a black dude. Yes. uh, Respectively, and half the comics internet is busy crapping in their own pants about this. Although for those people really freaked out about that, um, they they announced also a refreshing change of pace. Tony Stark is going to go back to being a, a playboy douche. He stopped at some point? Yes. Um, there, there was a moment somewhere in there after Civil yeah, War. Yeah, I think it was in uh, <laughs> 1983, sometime after sometime after Demon in a Bottle. He, but he made up for it with a douche mullet. So the, the douchery was never far from Mr. Stark. No, I'm just throwing that he out put there. Put down the bottle and picked up the Jerry Curl, and we were all poorer for it. <laughs> at least for a couple of years there. Clearly, I just reread Armor Wars not too long ago. <laughs> Did you know? But, so yeah, uh, half the free world is freaking out. Half the free world is saying this is a, a welcome change, uh, albeit, let's face it, probably temporary. Almost definitely fucking temporary on both of them. Um, you know, a welcome change to you know welcome uh, female and uh, minority readers, give them a, a way into Marvel Comics. We, we can... Certainly talk about that. I, I'm not really qualified on either one of them uh, as a middle-aged white dude with disposable income. They've already got me. Well, I mean, I was thinking about this today because I am a chick. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I honestly, on the Captain America front, um, I don't have the same freak out that apparently a lot of the women on the Internet have when you say the name Rick Remender. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, and there was that whole, for no reason I could really, well, I understand the reasons as fallacious as they were, the whole fire Rick Remender hashtag yeah. campaign. But, I mean, Remender for me 
either does really great work or he does mediocre work. And so I haven't really been following the Captain America run of his, not necessarily because I have an opinion about it being good or bad. It's just I haven't really followed Captain America since um, Brubaker's run, honestly. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I've been following it. I've kept it on my polls after uh, Brubaker left. And uh, I I get what he was doing with it, particularly to start with, with the whole uh, Dimension Zero and... You know, trying to go back to the Kirby, more science fiction issues of the 70s, it really didn't grab me at all. Any more than when I was a kid, I didn't really read those. Yeah. You know, part of it was Kirby can go a little over the head of a really little kid. And when Kirby was doing Captain America and the Falcon, I was probably six, seven. So, you know, Armin Zola <laughs> with, with his face in it. TV tubes. Uh, I don't get this, and it scares me a little bit. I would like more Spider-Man. <laughs> Which um, is the reaction you should have, more yeah, Spider-Man. But, but because of that, it, yeah, the early issues didn't really grab me. Because, um, yeah, the science fiction angle on Captain America wasn't really working for me. When he came back after a decade to uh, from Dimension Zero, I think it's gotten a lot better, and I really have been following it more. But uh, I think it's been generally solid after we got away from the hardcore everything is science fiction and grounding it more in the real world. Even yeah. Though... And, and that's something his Secret Avengers run suffered from a bit as well. It's like, all right, this is really bizarre. Um, science fiction-y people are made of machine parts. What alternate reality is this? Well, R- Remender has always been hit and miss for me because he... You can't argue that he doesn't swing for the fucking fences. Yeah. You know, the the joke you and I have always had was he's got about seven issues before he really becomes sublime or just steers the thing into a fucking <laughs> ditch. I mean, uh, Punisher, when he did Punisher after uh, Punisher War Journal. Yeah. Um, yeah, that first issue, trying to whack Norman Osborn and having to take on the sentry. It's like, okay, you got something going on here. And after a few issues, what the fuck is a Frankencastle? What? <laughs> Why is this happening to me? Yeah, he he writes his comics the way I play Forza 5. Um, I I have a really sublime first arc in me going around the the Nuremberg Ring, and then I will wrap my Lambo around the nearest corner. (laughs) So you're implying that Remender drinks constantly while writing comic books? I don't know the man. I'm not implying anything. I'm just saying. Well, I've watched you play Forza, (laughs) and if this is a one-to-one comparison... Saying. <laughs> but, um, now I want to play Forza. <laughs> we'll or, is it it. That, or is it just that I want to drink? Well, <laughs> either way, we can make both things happen. Although I'm not setting that steering wheel up until we come back from Comic Con. But I guess my feeling is, you know, I for either of these books, um, where I was going with this is I, I was considering my polls lately and things that I'm getting in addition to my polls. I'm not necessarily going out of my way to pull things that have a, a female protagonist. On the other hand, I did look at everything I grabbed this week. I have like Electra. <laughs> I have um the the female centric X Men book, um which I clearly haven't read yet because the title's escaping me. Uh that would be X Men. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have um Batwoman. I have oh, what else is in there? I well all right, those three anyway. Um, and I, when I spoke to our local comic store owner the other day, um, when we picked up this week's take, I asked for him to add chastity, which is Mark Andreco's vampire book to my polls. 
Um, I, so I have been grabbing things that, that are, are girl-centric, I guess, but not necessarily because I, I want to see me in the comic book. It's just it looked like an interesting book. Well, I, I don't think there's really a lot of denying. People like to see things they can relate to in their fiction. Which is why I pulled the vampire book, because I have something to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my neck hurt for some reason. <laughs> thought it was the cat. I owe the cat an apology. <laughs> but uh, but uh, people definitely want to see something of themselves in, in what they read. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, when I play Mass Effect, you know, I don't play Fem Shep. I'm a dude. <laughs> you know, it, that's it, and I recognize that. Um, and frankly, if there's a chance this will bring non-comic readers in to check it out. Yeah. I think it's definitely worthwhile. Um just the changes in and of themselves it's not anything i haven't seen before well and the stories also will have to be good i mean it, otherwise it comes across as bald-faced marketing and pandering to perhaps get a group of people to the table that might not otherwise be there because it, at the end of the day if you're going to do something like this then you got to back it up it's got to be good and jason aaron's writing thor so i am comp fairly confident that's not going to suck yeah, um, and Remender, you know, like I said, I'm hit or miss for him, but I think he's been doing well once he more got Captain America a little more grounded. Yeah. Still science fiction elements there, but more in the real world. I think it's been solid. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really too early to tell. I I'm not going to get too worked up over, oh, no, it's somebody else in the suit, because I've seen it repeatedly. I've seen at least two different Captain Americas. Yep. Um, there was when U.S. agent took over after uh, Captain America decided to become the captain mm -hmm. during Armor Wars, actually. <laughs> um, and then there was uh, Bucky just a couple of years ago. Yep. Thor, there have been, what, four of them? Five of them? He, you know, Beta Ray Bill was a fucking horse. I'm not going to be too worried about a woman as Thor. He was a frog for a while. I, I have also read that on the internet. I don't believe I'm familiar with that particular story. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then the powers went to Thunderstrike, which isn't something I, I read, but I remember it happening. And yeah. so, uh, you know, Thor's been so, been so, through so many changes. Well, they also had Android Thor for a while, too. Oh, Clone Thor. Yeah. yeah Clor. <laughs> Clor. <laughs> so I'll be making that sound at many bars in San Diego <laughs> at about one in the morning. Look for us at the, the Hyatt. <laughs> yeah. In the Hyatt men's room, going chlor <laughs> into the toilet. You'll know me by my chlor. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, some of these changes, yeah, Beta Ray Bill and renouncing the Donald Blake identity, all of that happened uh, during the 80s with uh, Walt Simonson's run, which is widely considered to be one of the best runs on the title ever. Yeah, but all right, let me, let me throw this wrinkle in there. When Beta Ray Bill had the powers of Thor, he was still called Beta Ray Bill, and part of the internet meltdown over this. Well, they're still going to call the she a Thor, and it's not Lady Thor, it's Thor, and it's not a title, it's the dude's name. What the fuck? But it says right on the hammer, whosoever is worthy, granted it says will be bestowed the powers of Thor, but power isn't the big word on that inscription, <laughs> Thor is. <laughs> You know, and if it is in fact Thor's sister, why not? Sure. Fuck it. <laughs> like, it like I said, it's it's Jason Aaron. I'm willing to to go where he's going to take that story. He has he hasn't steered me wrong on anything else that he's written. Um. <laughs> yeah. Look, 
and frankly, I think people are missing the a woman as Thor or the Falcon as Captain America. To me, aren't the interesting parts of these stories. If you take a step back, with Thor, he does something to make him not worthy. That's yeah. an interesting story. Right. Captain America has been the superpowered face of the United States since the 1940s and now he's weak and decrepit and how is he going to deal with that that's interesting right new dude in a suit is just new dude in a suit and you can certainly do a certain amount with it but I think people are focusing too much on a uh, new person and not uh, these characters are not dead you know this isn't like a death of Superman thing where it's oh we'll just go explore this other stuff it's, right. these characters are still going to be there taking a monumental fall with major obstacles to overcome for the inevitable, and we all know it's inevitable, return of of Steve Rogers and Thor. Well, okay, on that note, then, when do you think they will revert back to those um, positions in the Pantheon? Well, the smart money is on before Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. Because this is where I point out that Tom Brevoort has gone on, on record on Twitter with some of the posters that are saying that, saying, nope, I will bet you 100 American dollars that these characters will not be back in their typical place in their storylines before Avengers Age of Ultron. Well, first of all, he did this with anonymous people. They could be from European countries where $100 won't buy you a cup of coffee. <laughs> $100 ain't what it was back in the 80s. Or from Japan or something like, there, oh, good, I can buy a pair of used panties. There, like, there, <laughs> there's a reason Tony Stark stopped using Jerry Curl. He couldn't afford it anymore. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's it's very possible they could go on for a while. I mean, I'm, I'm basing that sort of smart money idea on Dr. Octopus with Spider-Man until literally the week the movie came out, and then they put him back in, you know, brought Peter Parker back for mm -hmm. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Captain America was miraculously brought back to life uh, right before Captain America the movie dropped. Yeah, so there's... A good financial incentive to have the comics line up with Marvel, because we talked a few episodes back about the rumor that Isaac Perlmutter, the CEO of Marvel, was saying, uh, we're no more Fantastic Four because other movie studios are making money off it and we're not. Well, Marvel Studios has the Avengers. Mm -hmm. There's a definite incentive to try and line them up for new readers. But at the same time... I don't know the numbers. Maybe these new readers we keep talking about when these movies come out never fucking show up. Yeah. So maybe the decision was made, uh, you know what, people are talking about these characters anyway. Let's try and lure comic book readers in with interesting comic stories and let the movies speak for themselves. Yeah, I mean, or they're setting something up along the lines. Of, I don't know what the contracts look like for Chris Evans or Chris Hemsworth, but if they're getting to a point where they will become too expensive or are going to start wanting to have hands-on directing or some other credit to make extra money producing maybe this is where they say well you know we've been bringing along this guy to be sam maybe maybe we're going to go in this direction or yeah <laughs> i mean it's possible and marvel studios has certainly shown themselves more than willing to show people the door when they want too much money or are a mild pain in the ass or there's there's some speculation uh that in order to remain true to the concept of division having a human soul as it were imprinted upon it um that perhaps tony stark is going to take a bow 
uh, in this second one and come back as part of the AI in the third Avengers movie. Well, yeah, they didn't just get an impersonator <laughs> to do the voice. Um, well, they may just have him, you know, sh- sort of show up um, on the inside of the of the helmet. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's that's another one. Yeah, there's there has been an African American gentleman inside the Iron Man suit on and off since the eighties. Yeah, now, these things come and go. You know, the the interesting thing to me is these characters still have an arc while these new characters are in the suits. And I right. kind of want to see what that is. And uh, Yeah, I think that's what people are forgetting about in this. And if they're invested in the character as opposed to the title, then they shouldn't really panic because those characters are still going to be in those books working out their issues. Yeah, I mean, the, this, yeah, I brought up Death of Superman, but yeah. Yeah, and part of the interesting thing about when Osriel took over as Batman was Bruce Wayne trying to fight his way back. Yeah. yeah having it be half by magic or whatever it was well i mean you know in terms of um this captain america arc that's coming up where an older you know more physically broken um captain america or former captain america is going to be um mentoring sam wilson Uh, if you are a fan of batman beyond um that that show is certainly nonetheless poor for not having batman in the suit yeah (laughs) it's <laughs> the, that's that's actually a, a really good point. That could be a way to do it. Keep Sam Wilson in the suit. I, I don't think they'll do it indefinitely. Probably not. But on the other hand, even if they do, you know, you can still point readers back to older books if you want them to get to know Steve Rogers before. <laughs> you know, if if I had a, a young reader who was into Batman Beyond. I would certainly point them towards other books with Bruce Wayne so they could understand how it got there. Yeah. No, that's definitely a good point. But one of the things I'm just thinking is, if this really is a a legitimate attempt to let's get new readers in, let's get female readers and different types of readers reading these books, an absolute key for them is going to be have these characters cross over with more established Marvel characters in larger story arcs as quickly as humanly possible before it's all over. Because otherwise it's a gimmick and people will come in and check out unless you give readers a reason to use this as an on-ramp to move to other books. And Marvel's always been pretty good about that. It's, yeah, I moved to Avengers as a kid because my first couple of comic books were Marvel team up with, Scarlet Witch, and then The Vision. I'm like, well, who are these people? I see them on this other book. Now, manipulating a five-year-old is not difficult. <laughs> Without Just candy at ask that. Ask the one in my trunk. But, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but, yeah, bringing people into the wider Marvel universe is going to be a, a key thing. Yeah, I mean, although I have to say, if, if uh, the new Thor turns out to be this recently discovered sister, I feel bad for Valkyrie, who's just sort of sitting around being the lady version of Thor going, I can only be myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Brienne of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yeah. The dude smacking her around. Just... <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, I have no response to that. It's Seriously, she, I mean, she has a purpose. She, she you know, had a, a particular pact with uh, Odin. And uh, I think... Odin is still out of the picture, and it's uh, Freya. 
I think so. See, as much as I like Jason Aaron as a writer, Thor is not a character who has ever really hooked me. Yeah. So I, I check in and out of that book. I mean, there, there's been a, a whole like sort of of lady forward push with that with that whole series anyway. I think going back to Kieran um, Gillen. Um, yeah. Well, um, there was uh, under uh, J. Michael Straczynski, there was uh, Lady Loki. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not. But that like, was just you know, dude likes to shape shift because he doesn't care. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Friday night. <laughs> Time for some lady bits. Yep. <laughs> This will keep me busy. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just I can't get too worked up about it. Because unlike the Batgirl changes that we talked about in last week's episode, which were very much a same character, just fundamental shift in tone, in tone and apparent motivation that were just, again, without having read it, just seemed to be on a dime. And and more manga like visual styling through that new artist, which makes the whole book just look perkier and that kind of super best friends forever DC Nation clip kind of yeah, <laughs> w- which fits or at least indicates a potential tone that they're going for. Right. Uh, this is it's very different. Marvel has a long history of new dude in the suit. Yeah. And no history of that beyond the Ultimate Universe, and very recently being any kind of permanent move or solution we've got miles morales as spider-man yep but yeah that was in ultimate universe god knows that's the other thing that's kind of interesting to me people are freaking freaking out and screaming peter parker really didn't appear in any marvel comic (laughs) for over a year yeah and everybody survived and superior spider-man was generally a very solid story to read you can get solid stories out of this it's dc that up until the new 52 would make the commitment, no, nah, this person's out and here's the new person in the suit. Marvel's never done it. I don't see any reason to believe that this is suddenly going to be the thing that makes them do it. It'll, it'll come down to, you know, you, you can come up with, ever, with whatever um, rationale for why you're changing direction or characters. And in Aaron's case, he just wanted to explore the idea of somebody else with the hammer. Okay, fine. Yeah. It's, that's valid. As long as it's a good story. Either it's a good story and you support it on its own merits, or you throw a tantrum because, oh, no, it's somebody new. Change is scary. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) everybody who ever said, you know, Wally West is my Flash. How can you do this to Wally West? Well, Wally West was not the first Flash. Wally West wasn't the second fucking Flash. That's right. Sometimes changes can be a good thing. These could be awesome stories and great characters and could continue. And if that's the case... That's rightly so. And if not, then, you know, they'll they'll find some way to quietly put that character out to pasture and we'll never hear about it again until somebody has their own Bendis moment 20 years from now where they go, huh, you know, I I don't think that we did enough with uh, the Thor that was not Lady Thor. I think I think we should explore that again. (laughs) Yeah. Or Frank Miller get a hold of her and she'll be a crack whore. And Jesus. The other dude will be some I don't know, Slumlord or... 20 years from now, if Frank Miller is still walking, I will eat my hat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cyber Miller. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll see. If those kids will just get off his lawn, he'll be fine. (laughs) The the other... So, yeah, I I can't get worked up about this. There are interesting stories about the existing characters that I want to see going on in the background of these new people in the suits. 
I'll at least give it a shot. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be permanent. What I do think is interesting is the Thor announcement happened on The View. Yes. This past week. The Captain America announcement happened on the Colbert Report this last week. To be fair, Stephen Colbert does think he should be Captain America. Everybody thinks they should be Captain America. I don't think I should be Captain America. Well, uh, no. You, I get winded really easily. You're a girl. You can't be in the Captain America <laughs> suit. That's right. I'll just go put on my, my widow stingers and make you a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but these announcements came on TV. Fucking San Diego's next week. Remember when they used to make these kind of announcements at San Diego Comic-Con? Yeah. I do think it was nice of Marvel to make these announcements far enough ahead of time that people can get riled up and line up and shriek at them at panels. But they won't. That'll be interesting. Somebody will. Mr. Quesada, I gotta ask you a question. You're really awesome. How'd you get to be so awesome? Uh, also, I'm really supportive of this new change in Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That Particularly at the Marvel panels. That yeah. really is the tone of every question. Or nobody wants to go up there. And yeah. Every once in a while you get a dick. Every, every one, once in a while. Yeah, you, but, you see that more often, I think, actually, the DC ones than you do at the Marvel ones. Well, it's uh, because you're thinking of, you know, San Diego Batgirl. And well, no, and there was also a dude that was that was also very strongly pushing uh, with questions one year about uh, diversifying ethnically uh, the cast of, of various characters in the DC universe. So he showed up a bunch of times. All right. So, so really two people. So... <laughs> All right, so I guess that's the thing. If that is the normal thing, which it normally is when people <laughs> shout at you at conventions, shit, Marvel's got themselves covered now. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it's just the fat white gorks like me. It's a, uh, Steve Rogers. <laughs> it's got to be Steve Rogers in the suit or I can't come anymore. <laughs> I will pay you $2. <laughs> To get in line. <laughs> yeah, that's going to have to be a Sunday panel, because as soon as I do that... Oh, that's good, Children's my... Day. Yeah, ask that question on Children's yeah, Day. It doesn't matter. As soon as I yell that, that's my last panel. I'll, Check, I'll, please. I'll be at Dick's Last Resort, getting hammered by myself with nothing else to yeah, do. Yeah, because I'm not setting foot in there. That place sucks. <laughs> yeah, so... All right, then, fuck it. Let's move on to that, because I think we've... <laughs> We've discussed it. We can go in circles on this, but I think it comes down to I don't think it's that big a deal. I think there's good stories in the background on it. If it gets new readers in of the type that they're looking for, hey, great. Clearly they want more stories with people that they can identify with. As a white dude, I got plenty. You, you can have them for a while. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'll, I'll read it based on its merits, um, and I will add it to my polls if, if I like it enough to do that. Yeah. Good book's a good book. Right. So... So, yeah, let's talk about Dick's Last Resort. Yes, let's. <laughs> so, so yeah, San Diego, we've gone a lot. It yes. Is, it can be brutal if you don't know what you're doing. We've spent almost one quarter of our summers in our entire lifetime going to San Diego. <laughs> yes, and and almost half my income because it's <laughs> it is designed to suck money out of your wallet the minute you land. There's just Even oper- before because you got to like pay for, you know, the the flight there. And... Oh yeah, you're already well into the experience before you even land. But, you know, right from the number of times we've showed up at our hotel and the first thing they ask is, "Oh, we we've put you in a view of the Dole Pineapple barge leaking oil and <laughs> 
various fluids into the bay or for a small upgrade price you can actually look at human beings and things that won't make you want to vomit and never touch a pineapple again yeah and we go for it because we often return to our hotel drunk and i need to see things that won't make me seasick <laughs> um so yeah they, they they start with the the hey we'd like to upgrade you it's gonna cost you money but it's gonna be so much better yeah and it is. Shut up and take my money. Yeah. <laughs> when we do it, it's worthwhile. But you know, it, if you don't know where you're going or have a sense of the lay of the land, you're not going to spend less than $25 on any meal anywhere. Yep. You know, you'll find yourself, uh, yeah, eating convention hot dogs at oh. you know, $6 a piece. But that's okay because it'll stay with you until midnight. Yeah. <laughs> Whereupon it will immediately and totally evacuate <laughs> in a single instant. A single horrid yeah. instant. It'll be like a, like a superpower. No. One that nobody wants, <laughs> but a superpower nonetheless. And, and yeah, you'll, you'll find yourself just exhausted and sitting in a hall with a dead goddamn cell phone and no idea what to do. So we... I, I took some notes, will impart some wisdom. Not all of it. There are places that we go that are delightfully quiet yes. and inexpensive. And if you're a convention virgin, we don't necessarily want to see you there because it will no longer be quiet. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, we will keep those to ourselves. Now, granted, some of these are in areas where the reason they're quiet is if you go at the wrong time of day, you will die. Yes. You'll be murdered. You'll die like a pig in a chute. Yeah. So, But we try to time it right, and we normally do okay. <laughs> Don't walk the bail bonds court district uh, after dark. Get a cab. Get a cab. <laughs> but no specific locations. So, and, and the other thing is, uh, you'll just destroy yourself trying to carry stuff to and from. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the the first tip, and it took us a few years to figure this out, is bring stuff and not clothes. Like I mean, this year, we're bringing you know, a ton of audio equipment. Yep. which we haven't done in the past. But yeah, bring your cameras and your cell phones and don't worry about clothes too much because you know, you certainly need underwear and, and whatnot, but when it comes Please to spring clean underwear. Yeah. And, and wear it on the inside of your pants. Preferably. And wear pants over them as a matter of fact. And if you're if you're going to not do that, then um supportive equipment because nobody wants to see anybody freeballing. I have a I have a glorious picture of some fat dude in a blue leotard with with no underpit, just free-balling halfway down his own leg. He wasn't any particular character. He was free-ball. He was free-ball. <laughs> Captain free-ball. No, don't give that man a military rank. If you're free-ball and you're not above private. He wasn't private, though. He was free-balling. That's true. He wasn't in no way private. But, Thank you. I'll be here all night. <laughs> you live here. I but, do. Um, get it. In, in every corner of the convention center, throughout the web comics section, there are cool T-shirts you can get. You know, some of them are not all that expensive. Generally, they're all pretty good quality. We never pack more than like two shirts. Yeah. Because um, we get there on Tuesday and have been able to go in for Wednesday for preview night. So you pick up one shirt for Thursday and then get two or three, and you're good. Yeah. So yeah, don't pack too much in the way of clothes you, you don't need jackets or anything it's never been particularly cold at night well it works both ways like if you are cash strapped and and even buying t-shirts when you get there is beyond your your means because you're strapped from 
the tickets for your passes the, or, you know, whatever travel it took to get there and get shelter, then still two or three T-shirts packed is enough because you can wash your clothes. They have this thing called a sink. Yeah. And <laughs> if you're motivated and remotely sober, and I'm neither, so yeah. I buy my own. Well, sink for, not, not everyone is of means. That's true. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, particularly in, like, the webcomic section, uh, you know, the big T-shirt vendors in the corners, you know, they're selling everything for 20 bucks a piece, and they've got a huge selection. But you can yeah. get some cool little shirts from some of these indie publishers. And, and you never know. We've stopped at a few of them because that's a cool shirt. And they're like, please look at our book. We found, found some really cool stuff. This is true. This is true. So, yeah. So, yeah, it's don't go overboard on the clothes. You can literally do this trip with a single carry-on. Yeah, we've done it for years with a backpack apiece. This yeah. year there'll be a little extra because of the extra gear. But, yeah. you know, yeah. it's a, And the other thing to look into is those vacuum bags. Oh, yeah, the ones where you can put your clothing in there and then squish out all the air so it'll lie flat. Those are brilliant. Get them. It totally saves space in whatever you're packing. Yeah. So, I mean, we've done without doubling up on clothes besides, you know, jeans. I'll bring a couple pairs of jeans so yeah. and alternate them. But other than that, without duplicating any any outfits the entire time. So, yeah, you don't have to go crazy. You can get some clothes there. And, frankly, there's a little mall up on 5th where you can pick up some stuff yeah. if you need it. Horton Square, there's a mall. Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. The other thing is is just pure animal power <laughs> you know you are going to be away from your hotel all day long there's going to be things you'll be constantly taking pictures you'll be on twitter you'll be texting neat stuff to your buddy your phone will be stone dead and there is there is wi-fi that is free of that's generally available at the convention it, it is weak sauce so your phone will be losing battery bars while it tries to pull this fucking weak ass signal out of the air yeah, yeah, it's just awful. So the one thing you want to make sure of, bring a power strip. Yeah. Which sounds like a big extra thing to bring along, but you know, if you're anything like us, you know, we've got a laptop and a camera and a video camera and a bunch of different equipment and a power strip and a computer with a cheap jack USB hub. Yep. Which you just plug it in the computer and now your computer's a power strip so you can charge all your USB shit all at once. You can get everything at a full charge and don't have to worry about anything after you go to bed. Now, the other thing, and, and last year on the on our main website, I recommended, you can get, if you go to uh, any cell phone store, these little battery packs for about 10 bucks that, you know, you, you plug them in and suppose they got a little USB uh, micro that comes out and supposedly, oh, they'll charge your phone. They suck. Yeah. They flat out don't fucking work. At I might, best, you might get an extra hour or two out of your phone with one of those. Yeah, if that. I'd have been better off lighting the $10 bill on fire under the phone and hoping the heat generated fucking <laughs> electricity. So what I did this year, and I did it because I was drunk. I was drunk, I was drunk on Amazon. Drunk? No. Yeah, I was drunk on Amazon, and uh, the, I found this thing, uh, the Jackery Giant Plus. Jackery. That's a great name. It, it is. It implies <laughs> a great many things, but... <clears throat> I'd never heard of the company before. I'd never heard of this thing. I looked for a portable USB power, and it was rated pretty highly. And I bought it because I was drunk. Drunk on Amazon looking for Jackery. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, write that one down. (laughs) But, but, yeah, so it showed up a couple days ago. So yesterday I decided, all right, uh, I'll charge this thing up and and run it out to see what it does. And it's it's a battery pack. It's a little bigger than a pack pack of cigarettes. 
Um, it's not all that heavy. It's got two USB ports, one a two-point-something amp, the other a one-amp. Um, so you'll also have to bring along uh, USB charging cables. Yes. But, yeah, without having to recharge the Jackery pack, uh, I was able to charge both our cell phones, my Nook Color e-reader, uh, my video camera, and, and a couple of my plastic e-cigarette batteries. Now, the one thing that the um, website for that, though, says you can't do is your laptop. It's not strong enough to charge a laptop. Yeah, it, you can't charge a laptop. Um, so if you need to bring a laptop to the floor, you're going to be looking for a wall wart no matter what yeah. you do. But, you know, if you have an iPad or another tablet or it's just I need to keep my cell phone going all day long, I was really impressed by this particular product, but there are other ones like it. The point is... Go on the internet, and at this point, you're running out of time. Have it, have it overnight <laughs> shipped, but you can get stuff that'll just fit in your pocket or fit in your backpack and keep you powered up. Because particularly if you're meeting people there, if phones are going dead, you're never going to fucking find anybody because they won't page anybody on the they floor. Won't. You know, so now you're you know look now you're making up safety words and <laughs> hanging out in particular corners and that's not suspicious at all. Yeah, no, not a bit. <laughs> so. So yeah, I mean, something like that is definitely definitely worth picking up. And yeah, when it comes to the Wi-Fi, another reason to keep your phone charged is there is a Wi-Fi drought at San Diego that yep. hits about Thursday afternoon and lasts until Sunday night every year. It doesn't matter where you are. It, if it can be in the convention center, at the hotel. You know, we get in on Tuesdays and have killer Wi-Fi, but by Thursday night it's slowed down to a crawl because half the free world is trying to yeah. suck down Doctor Who episodes from <laughs> from uh, BitTorrent or whatever. And so, yeah, if your cell phone can be a Wi-Fi hotspot, you're going to have a problem using it even in the convention center because you've got thousands upon thousands of people sucking up all the right. bandwidth for that. But it at least gives you a fighting chance where in a lot of places you're just fucked. Yeah, which, it, it you know brings me to the other point you be willing to pay for for wi-fi if you really need it um yeah i mean in the hotel we're staying at uh it's like 10 bucks a night so a lot of times if i had particular things to upload uh it was free in the hotel lobby so i'd go downstairs and do it but yeah if if you need it pay for it because trying to find the free stuff yeah Ooh, this bar has free wi-fi yeah that's why it's fucking packed yeah so yep um, the other thing, and this is going to be a little more technical and might be beyond some people, but yeah, because you're going into free Wi-Fi, which is of questionable security, and even in your hotel, you know, uh, you know I said you know, people are trying to BitTorrent. They may have particular ports throttled. Yep. Not the worst thing to look into a VPN service. Now, you can get, uh, we've got one through GigaNews. Rob, what does VPN stand for? VPN is Virtual Private Network. <laughs> uh, it is basically an encrypted pipe that you... It, it is easy to set up with somebody. Windows has stuff built in to do it. But what happens is, yeah, you set up that pipe, and a lot of you probably do it for your job if you can work remotely. Anybody in between you and them, they have no idea what you're doing. All your traffic gets redirected through them. And while it won't make the Wi-Fi any quicker, if... It will prevent people from sucking your passwords out of the air. Yep. And, you know, if your hotel is blocking the BitTorrent port and you really want to get that latest Doctor Who, 
eh, suddenly I don't know what the fuck you're doing. It's uh, this is how a lot of people are getting around cable providers who will go unnamed, who are slowing down Netflix. Yeah. On their particular traffic, eh, just hook it up with VPN, and suddenly nobody knows what you're getting, and it goes back up to full speed. Right. So, if you can hook one of those up, it's not a bad thing to to have available. Google is your friend. Look into it. <laughs> yes, it is. It found me Jackery on the internet. While drunk on Amazon. While drunk on Amazon. So, um, yeah, this is just one thing I've found, and it will cost you extra money. Bring a real fucking camera, for the love of Christ. Yeah. So many people just use their cell phone camera, and cell phone cameras are certainly better than, you know, when we first went in 2006, they were all but useless, had no flash. You know, I think that that year I... I bought a, one of those disposable cardboard cameras rather yeah. than try and use my cell phone Which, camera. Which, to this day, I don't think we even bothered to get developed. We did. We did? Except it had that also had no flash. Uh. Only like two pictures out of the 12 or 24 <laughs> actually came out. But, uh, but yeah, the, the cheapest camera that was built to be a camera is more often than not better than the best cell phone camera which was jammed in there however yeah. they could make it fit nobody's going to want to see your picture of the person cosplaying power girl you know that that looks as though it's through like a a greasy vaseline filter and it's it's not that you put a filter on there going oh here's my soft porn filter it's your it's your <laughs> fingerprint because your grubby mitt was on the lens <laughs> yeah Buy a real camera. <laughs> if you're going to use a greasy Vaseline filter at Comic-Con, <laughs> you find the furries like a fucking regular person. But, you know, also ad- adhere to the very specifically outlined um, anti-harassment policy that was emailed to y'all. So yeah, which is, don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, don't be a dick. And get uh, a real camera. <laughs> yes. And and ask people for permission before you take their picture. Otherwise, yes. you're, you know, anybody who's wearing a costume, as long as they don't have lunch in their hand, they're there to be noticed just ask if you can take a picture don't be a freak they're not gonna fuck you yeah so they're really not yeah if it's a good costume take the picture and smile and go back to your hotel with a picture and crank off there like a regular person jesus i'm just (laughs) cosplay is not consent (laughs) yeah i know but (laughs) masturbation requires none just go do it somewhere else and don't be a fuck up in public very good point don't be a fuck up in public. There you go. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will buy it at Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one you won't hear too often. Take a dump before you go to the convention. Because you're not going to want to do it there. You're really not. Oh, God, you're not. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, The the bathrooms, uh, they, they do their best. They do their best to keep them clean. It's 130,000 people going in and out of them all day long. If they clean it once every 15 minutes, it's not enough. Yeah. So they're... Yeah. Just for yourself, for the people around you, take care of all of that before you get to the convention center. Yeah, just just do it. Um, yeah, yeah. the other thing, eat anywhere else besides the convention center. Yes. Uh, this, is, uh, this is one tip I, I will give away, not a particular location, but what happens is when people come out of the convention center and cross the street to Gaslamp Village, the street directly across the street is Fifth Avenue. Yep. And there are awesome restaurants there, and a lot of them are dressed up in trade dress. Uh, there's a breakfast place that is the Sci-Fi Channel Pavilion now. Yep. Uh, the Tin Fish is always the NBC. Yep. Whatever new show they have, and they'll have little props and whatever. And those are fun. And it's a zoo, and that's where everybody goes. 
if you go a block or two to the left or right, yes. you know, third or fourth or sixth and seventh, the traffic really drops way the fuck off. And it's much easier to get into places. The stuff on 5th, everything will be packed. And there's some great restaurants there that are worth going to. Again, I'm not going to name any because I don't want to fucking see you there. <laughs> but if you go a little bit off the beaten track, not too far. Because once you start going up, yep. uh, maybe six, seven blocks, now you're in that bail bonds courthouse district. And you want to be really kind of careful about yeah. when you go there. Yeah. But. I mean, if you're really willing to to venture out a bit, there's Mixon's, which is in the Bail Bonds area. I think it's like uh, C Street. Um, <clears throat> and that's a, a liquor store with a deli in it, which is just kind of awesome in its concept. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, and we've been there, but in daylight. <laughs> in daylight, yes. There's a reason there's, there are Bail Bonds places there. <laughs> Crimes happen there. And amazingly, I would think they would happen at liquor stores. <laughs> Probably. I'm guessing. I certainly have never walked in with <laughs> with a mask on, but I've said too much. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, just a little bit off the beaten track. There's some places that we really like that we really never have a hard time getting into because they're just a little bit off, and people don't think to turn. Right. You no, know, they so they eat like Charlize Theron died in Prometheus. <laughs> if you take a left or a right, you're gonna live. <laughs> Doesn't occur to most people. <laughs> Give it a shot. Uh, the one other big one, which we finally learned after about three years, is just ship your shit home. Yeah, especially if you're traveling uh, by plane and you're trying to to save on costs, having things you know put into cargo or whatever. Ship it all home. It'll if you do it by ground, it'll get there about a week after you get home. Um, as long as you don't put anything perishable in there, um, you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, we we finally figured it out after two or three years. Now, I will say it is cheaper if you have stuff that will fit into a suitcase. It's cheaper to have the second bag fee. Right. The downside to that is now you're humping a second bag to San Diego Airport and then from wherever you're landing. And if you got a layover, it's a pain in the ass and it could get lost. And It comes down to what is your time worth? Yeah, what's your time and the pain in your shoulder from trying to hump this stuff? Yeah. What's that worth? How enjoyable it's, do you want your travel experience to be? Yeah, and, and we always come back with, you know, we, we've got books and art and statues sometimes and toys, and any one of them can be utterly destroyed in your suitcase. You know, if TSA wants to toss your bag, you know, your carefully stowed original sketch, you know, could <laughs> could be opened up. Could be, yeah, greasy yeah. fingerprinted. Yeah, Woods is. <laughs> it's a naked lady. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a naked lady. I'll put it back now. Yeah, I'm going to take this back to my room. <laughs> Just don't fuck up in public. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. It usually costs us about 90 bucks Yeah. to have stuff ground shipped. But that's a lot of heavy books and art and stuff that, it would just be brutal to try to bring through an airport. And if you're not going to do that, now you're starting to think, how am I going to get this home? You see something you really want, and it's, I don't think I'm going to have room in my bag. Fuck the bag. Bring this stuff. There's UPS stores in each hotel to either side of the convention center, at the yeah. Ramada and at the Hilton. Uh, and there's a FedEx facility in the convention center. Although if you're going to ship anything there, don't do that on Sunday because it's a zoo. <laughs> but... 
Yeah, just just ship it. I've it, seen people um, basically like they they wait in line because they're going to get the cool thing from Hasbro or from um, Mattel, and then they basically go straight over to that FedEx and they, they just ship it in the moment. Well, I mean, yeah, because a couple of years ago it was the Shield Helicarrier. Yeah. Which was, it wasn't as big as the old G.I. Joe USS flag, <laughs> but it was a big goddamn piece of equipment. We can leave that in the hotel and trip over it. No. You know, I drink. <laughs> so they found me with a shield helicarrier embedded in my face. <laughs> I don't need that. I'm not going out like that. Just don't fuck up in public. <laughs> I will try not to fuck up in public. So, yeah, it, it'll cost you to ship it. You're going to be much happier if you make the decision. And the UPS stores, at the very least, the UPS store at the Ramada we've used on Sunday and has been open. Yes. If you're going to try to use one elsewhere, <laughs> uh, there was a place uh, a little the further. Ramada, you, the Marriott. Marriott. Yeah, Marriott. What have I been saying? Ramada? You said Ramada. Yeah. There well. might be one at a Ramada. We, ha- we have not been to it, though. So. Yeah. But, <laughs> all right, so the, yeah, the Marriott. The Marriott but, uh, and the Hilton. Yes, but the, after we'd been shipping stuff for a couple of years, we had been going to one a little further downtown that specifically stayed open on Sunday uh, for people shipping Comic-Con stuff. Next to a random finagle-a-bagel. Yeah, so <laughs> the third year we went and we packed this 70 pounds worth of shit into a taxi and brought it over there and it was closed. Oh, that was so horrible. And it was, oh, we got to make a snap decision now. And, you know, this was not in the days of... Uh, 3G LTE internet or 4G LTE. We were rocking some sweet edge. Yeah, so <laughs> trying to trying to find it while well, the meter's running on the cab, trying yeah. to find a UPS store. That was an interesting experience. So We don't recommend that. Yeah, if you're going to ship on Sunday, call the place ahead. Make sure they're open. Yes. So, But yeah, that's probably the, the biggest one. Just ship your crap. Your trip home will be much easier because after four or five days of walking the floor and waiting in line for panels you're gonna be exhausted yes i mean granted you know we're in our mid-40s but we've been doing this for like 10 years i was much sprier at 35 (laughs) and i still god i I never come home without racked up ankles (laughs) and just sleeping 10 hours at a time even with reverse jet lag and that my liver at that point is so porous, I can just drink and drink and drink, <laughs> and I can't sleep. You're supposed to be making this sound like an attractive trip. You're supposed to be getting the, the listening population excited about the idea yeah. of going. But do you know how awesome something has to be to go through that every year and still be like, I have to go see that again? Yeah. yeah. I don't care about the physical infirmity <laughs> and how much money has been sucked out of my wallet. And really, what am I going to do with a half scale Spider Man <laughs> statue? There's an even chance oh, God. If, if I hit the floor hammered on preview night, one of the things that may be shipped is that full-sized Han Solo and Carbonite from Sideshow Collectibles. And where in the fuck are we going to put that? We're going to put it where the $7,000 I would have to have spent on it used to live. <laughs> so I guess we'll be getting rid of the couch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll sit on Han's face and tell him that we love him. Why are you teabagging that statue? <laughs> the only way I can come. <laughs> I'm not weird in public, goddammit. <laughs> then thank God for that. Thank God. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. There's really only one comic book we're going to talk about this week. Because, like I said, we've been all fucked up. We've read a few of them. But yes. uh, certainly haven't gone through the whole take because we've been busy the whole time. So, uh, yes. 
Uh, this is the Harley Quinn ah. special. So it's a uh, Harley Quinn invades Comic Con International San Diego. Uh, number one. Such an awesome book. And it's exactly <laughs> what you think it is. Yep. It's a yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Palmiotti and uh, Amanda Connor. Amanda Connor book. It's, yeah, Harley Quinn, as she is now in continuity, going to San Diego Comic Con, trying to pitch her cartoon art. Hurl Girl. Hurl Girl. Oh, duh, Jesus, that's hard to say. Hurl her, Girl. Hurl. Hurl Girl? The Rural Juror? <laughs> what? It's a it's a teacher by day who um, is a superheroine, uh, and uh, her magic power is she can vomit people into submission. <laughs> hey, Amanda, I'm a superhero. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and it's got a, a variety of uh, guest artists. Connor's one of them. Paul Pope is on there. Uh, um, a bunch, cor- bunch of folks. <laughs> yeah, this is how fried we are. I forgot to bring the goddamn comic book upstairs. But, yeah, I mean, this book is a lot of fun if you've been to San Diego Comic-Con. Yes. Um, Because there are a ton of references there to stuff that that you will recognize. Um, Well, you know, and honestly, though, even if if you haven't been to Comic-Con, if you pick up the book, it will give you an idea of the flavor of being there. Everything from... Um, you know, oh, there's that famous actor over there that, you know, is surrounded by like 800 people that you can't get to or like the big burly like security guards <laughs> um, yep. that, that that tend to keep people off of off of the talent air quote. You can't see me air quote. I air quoted talent there. Yeah, This is radio. Um, <laughs> You're doing real good. <laughs> Thanks um, to, uh, you know, what it's like to try to get yourself unpacked um, for those folks that are that are vendors um, or other folks that would be working booths on the floor you get a sense of of that you get a sense of you know the 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 cosplay community that likes to get together and have meetups so you have like 800 people dressed like harley that are getting together (laughs) oh yeah Yeah, Um, you'll you'll see them out you know and and they do their thing and they they meet up through social media um just in general the the coolness that is um the, the convention experience so if you haven't gone that book will give you a certain amount of flavor for what it's like. Yeah, and there, but there are specific references also that if you've been, you know, like Rude Ricks instead of Dick's Last Resort. Yeah. Dick's, if you're what not... Am I, what am I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. One of my favorite moments in there is um, Harley goes to this Rude Ricks, which is supposed to be uh, the last resort. And I, my only experience with the last resort is um, we kind of shuffle walked through it and i i made the snap decision that everybody there was an asshole even if it was their character and i i wanted no yeah. part of it uh, look dick's <laughs> dick's last resort is a chain in yes. major cities if you're not familiar it's basically a pre-built dive bar and the gimmick is the help treats you like shit yeah they insult you and you're considered welcome to insult them back but it's all in good fun Harley loses her shit and nearly kills one of the waitresses, and I was there. I was like, "Yes, finally!" Yeah. Well, it's a, Dix is has a reputation, which we don't know if it's true or not, since you hate the place and will never go there. No, we will never go there. But uh, <laughs> a reputation for comics bros go there and, and hang out and drink. Um, so it's probably why it was referenced here. Yes. Like I said, we'll never go in there because I'll stab someone. Yeah. Oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> rude help of any kind. That, oh, you can see Amanda's face just slam shut. And I, yeah. It's like, okay, we, we will go drink on a couch in an alley first. 
but crap customer service is a pet peeve of mine and if they go out of their way to behave that way on purpose i'm not going there yes <laughs> so now that we're completely off track on the comic <laughs> um uh, another th- her trying to get into the convention where yeah. on the first day there's <laughs> 30 different lines and you always find yourself in the wrong one yep um yeah co- there was a coffee shop that i saw specifically had a sign selling a bag <laughs> of chips for five bucks yep yep that's how it goes it is um so and yeah just seeing the professionals beaten down from talking to to <laughs> us to just the mass of us for days and days and days yeah, so it, it really got this those notes right so it, it was fun to see it yep recognize that yep get that you know and and harley being harley gets to take certain latitudes that <laughs> yes it for you in particular, it would be nice to punch a Dick's Last Resort wait staff in the face. For me, I would not mind blowing up a limousine full of Harley Quinns. Yeah. So that was uh, it was all right. That book it, it it was it was written with palpable love. Yeah, definitely. San Diego is is a beast, and as as people who go. Uh, you know, to to cover it, but we started going as fans, and we still basically go as fans. Yeah. Um, it's still, it's a grinding, difficult experience to get as much as you can out of it. It's got to be so much worse for for these creatives who have to stand there and plaster on a fake smile. And Oh, the panel, uh, the page of panels where she finally, Harley finally gets her comic book in front of uh, Jim Lee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he, and he, not to give away the punchline, but he says, oh, good line work, keep it up. I mean, that's, you know, we were comedians. That, that'd be like, you know, oh, your writing's tight. Yeah, it's, it means nothing. It's, could you please fuck off and leave me alone? <laughs> you know, it's, it is all but saying, oh, Jesus, another one. Although now I'm reminded of like every comic review that, comic book review that I've written where like the most I can say about the artist is, I like the line work. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not artists. Yeah. You know, I, Jim Lee, I imagine, could say much more about anything we've ever read. Yeah. Then my line work is excellent because I can only draw stick figures, so fuck it. I can't really even draw a stick figure. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I can't stop my hands from shaking. <laughs> we will get some booze into you, stat. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's the one book we're going to talk about this week. Yeah, if, if you've been to Comic-Con or really any comic convention, there's some specific stuff to stay in San Diego, but any convention of any reasonable size, you'll... See stuff, see stuff that you recognize. Yep. And uh, yeah, even if you haven't, yeah, it's it's a nice little flavor of what it's like to be there, blown way over the top with some decent jokes and and fun scenarios. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I said this week's show would be a uh, a little bit short because uh, yeah, it's as it is, we got to find some time to have dinner, and now we got to start packing up our stuff and figuring out what'll fit in the bags so yeah so yeah this i say this week's is short but part of why we're bringing all this stuff is we do intend to podcast at least once or twice from the show if we can get through the wi-fi drought to do it um hopefully we got a guest or two uh lined up which should be fun hopefully keep your fingers crossed for us out there yeah but <laughs> probably i don't think we're going to be able to get a show up I don't think it would be worthwhile to do one before Thursday. We're getting there Tuesday where nothing will be happening. 
And we'll have jet lag, so we'll just be punch drunk and ugly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wednesday, we'll go to preview night. And if you look at our main site, crisisoninfinitemidlives.com, uh, I'll probably put up some uh, picture posts. Um, but, yeah, there really won't be anything uh, to report on via the show, probably until Thursday night. Yep. So we're going to try to do it every day. We haven't worked out if it's going to be nights, mornings. A lot of it's going to depend on how much Wi-Fi we can get. Yep. So, yeah, just uh, it's a good excuse to subscribe to the feed. Yes, if you haven't already, now yeah. is a good time for us to tell you where you can find us. Yeah, we're, <laughs> uh, yeah you can find us on iTunes. Uh, we are, as of this week, on TuneIn Radio. Ooh. So if that's a, an app that you use or you've got it in your car, you can find us there. And I'll be updating the site with a link to that uh, probably at this point when we get to San Diego. Yeah, um, yeah where else are we? Uh, hanging out we are on twitter at at infinite midlife yep we um, can be reached through gmail at crisis on infinite midlives at gmail.com yep that is true so if you do find us on itunes or similar um are we on the comics network yet or comics uh, podcast not yet network? that's that's something hopefully we'll be in, able to announce pretty soon hopefully so, yeah thanks for fucking that up for me i appreciate it oh, <laughs> i wasn't sure i'm kidding um <clears throat> But, uh, you know, if you do find uh, us, uh, please feel free to drop us some comments on your thoughts on our show. We love to hear feedback. <laughs> yeah, I mean, particularly if you're seeing this on, on iTunes, because it's got such an easy built-in rating and review setup. Yes. You know, yeah, tell us what you think. Got any suggestions? We'll at least listen to them. Yes. Yeah, I, we, will, I, we will listen. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You might know better. You probably do. <laughs> So Tell us we have nice line work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice line work. That'll that'll work out nicely. Uh all right. So yeah. Anything else? I think that covers otherwise everything. I get, otherwise I gotta see if this mixer will fit in my fucking suitcase. Oh god. So all right, that is uh it. That is episode twenty four in the tank. Keep an eye on the website or on our feed for uh hopefully some some shows directly from San Diego. Live uh, from the San Diego Hilton. It's no, don't tell people we're staying. What's wrong with you? We're not staying there. <laughs> don't tell people where we're drinking. What's wrong with you? Anyway, so yeah, that's a uh, episode twenty-four in the tank uh, of Crisis on Infinite Midlife Show. I'm Rob. I'm Amanda. And Dirk. Jesus Christ, I'm I'm, t- I'm too tired to go to Comic Con. <laughs> we haven't even left yet. Oh.